where you are, Levi. Where I am, it's early. <laughs> it's early and, here too. Yeah, it's the same time. <laughs> but I like the way seeing the uh, seeing the light is coming through. Uh, the lights hitting the the little leaves outside of my window. It's coming into the window and it's hitting things inside the house. Just because it's such a a crazy angle right now, so the light is doing all sorts of things. And I I quickly realized that I've taken for granted the ability to photograph things all the time. Interesting. Tell me more about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think we have to, I mean, I, not that I can't take my camera out right now and photograph things, but we fall into these ruts in life where we were not, intentionally thinking or, or, or bringing things to the forefronts of our minds that we we know we hold dear or we find important. And so I love to photograph and I made it a thing to take pictures every week. But I can take pictures every day. I can I don't keep a camera on me all the time. And then now it's just like, man, I really want to go shoot downtown and shoot this light, bright light early in the mornings bouncing off the buildings and the hustle and bustle of downtown, but I can't, you know, why? Because the stay at home orders have been issued, which I don't know where people live, where all the listeners live, but here in Denver, uh, you, you're ordered to stay in your house uh, unless you have an essential business, which is uh, essential businesses are considered uh, grocery stores, medical and then some other things that are just like uh, maybe police officers, banks are essential. Yeah. Uh, and then some other things that uh, the mayor or the governor, because it's all of Colorado now, actually. Yeah, today um, all of Colorado. Yeah, up till April 11th. So it's like two weeks inside your house, you know, if you weren't already doing it. I think they, they did it because some people weren't, were just going out to parks and hanging out. And they were like, oh. Y'all aren't listening, so we need to stop. We need to stop this. And so, yeah, the stay-at-home order has been issued, yeah. so I'm staying at home. Is, is, is this the first time you've been awake to see the sunrise in a while, AD? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It seems to inspire all of a sudden. No, it's because of the – it's this thing that happens when you're restricted – is that you desire the thing, you know, I, I'm like in jail looking outside at the, at the, the sunlight. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I really <laughs> need the sunlight, but I I could have it at any point. But w- that's the thing when you can easily have the thing, you don't want it. It's the, the psychology of desire, you know, yeah. it's like, Oh, but I really want to go outside. Oh my gosh. I, I, but I have to go see a movie in the theater, you know, but now that you can't have it, it's like, oh, I mean, there are th- I'm sure, are there things that you have taken for granted that you're like, oh, I, I didn't know that I, now that I can't do it, I want to, or now that you're inside. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I'm, it definitely, I think I'm taking a lot of things for granted for sure. So yesterday, Honor and I went for a walk and, cause that's, that's part of the thing is you can go outside for exercise. So we, I'm like, this kid has got to get outside or else she's going to lose her mind so we we walked um and they went to walk to a park um 
and just her and I, and she saw this lady running, and she looks at me and she goes, "Honor, honor, run." I said, "You want you want to run?" And she goes, "Yeah." And so she climbs out of her stroller, and she just starts taking off, and she just starts running like around the park. It's like running. And we ran around the park for like 25 minutes or so. I chased her for a while. She wanted to lay in the grass. We lay in the grass. And she looked at planes in the sky and clouds and stuff. And I was like, man, I feel like I've taken for granted just the ability to be, to like lay in the grass, feel like, because it was a nice day here in Denver. It was like almost 70 degrees, like 65. And like, lay, like feel the cool air or the nice air, the cool breeze. Look at the, like just look up at, at the sky, feel the grass, like, and just like, as I chased her around the park, she's like, Daddy, Jay, catch me. And when I would catch her every time, she was like, laugh and laugh. I'm like, man, like her life is so simple. Like, she's not really worried about if we're going to, you know, what the job situation is or what the, you know, of being inside or what all those different rules. She just knows that, like, we can't go to the playground right now, but she knows that, like, everything else is okay. And I'm like, man, there's just a sense of peace about that that was really like, man, I feel like I've, I feel like I can have that peace and I feel like I, I don't always, um, yeah, in fact, I do take that for granted, like the just day-to-day normalcy of spending time with those you love. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's huge, man. I mean, maybe those, I mean, in these crazy times that are hard for so many people, uh, that there are silver linings, that we have some some space to to slow down and to realize why we love the world that we love. And yeah. we just say it, but instead we we don't always know why we love this place. And yeah. why we love going outside. I mean, I think that's our job as photographers is to show people like the things that they might be missing. Slow down and look at this picture of the thing that's actually already out there for you to already look at on your own, but we'll show it to you, yeah. you know? And yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, we were talking before we started recording about, uh, jobs that people get laid off you know which is like it's hard to i don't want to be like oh but look at the silver lining you know that's because that's the tough part is like no the reality of that is that is super scary you know um my roommate got furloughed today from from ratio oh dang Uh, the roommate who works at inglewood camera he got laid off oh man um and it's scary. I, I think the only, the only, not upside, but like they're, they're laying people off intentionally so that they can file for unemployment. Right. Um, and so hopefully that kicks in and starts helping people. Um, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think there's just like, I think the, the general, if I had to like condense what's happening, at least in, in the United States, so it's like this just general wave of fear and uncertainty. And that that's, yeah, that that's pretty hefty. Like, that's a big burden to bear. And I think a lot of people are feeling that, like, if you're self-employed, you feel that. But obviously, if you are employed by somebody else, you feel that as well, too, because there are being these massive layoffs. I think I saw a figure that was, like, 3.2 million people in the U.S. have been laid off. Um, and, you know, I think a bigger, a bigger pro, at least in Denver, like a bigger profile in the cooler scene of things is like um huckleberry roasters like their coffee roaster here in denver they have a shop really close to our house and you know cohen one of the owners he made a post this week saying hey this really sucks but like we went from a team of 40 basically to a team of six like today um and we know friends that were laid off of huckleberry and um 
I think he's just talking about like, yeah, like this, this market isn't sustainable. Like what we're, this is crazy. And so that, I think for a day that was like really sad. It was like, man, like our friends, like our friends are really struggling. People we care about are really hurting. Um, so we ordered some coffee from them. Um, and then we'll actually Huckleberry, cause they're technically a restaurant the way they're able to function. They opened for a couple hours and they can do to go orders for like coffee and stuff like that. And so yesterday, the park that Honor I went to is like really close to their cafe. And so I put an order in a line. And like, and there's this, but there is like a sense of like saying, you know what? While it does hurt for everybody, like if I can buy a coffee and add a tip and add some extra money for people, and like I can help put money into those who are able to keep their jobs, that seems really, that seems really good. That seems really nice. And I, I it's like, I mean, I, I'm just trying my best um, to do what I can. And then like, yeah, I had ordered that coffee from Huckleberry and arrived yesterday and Cohen had written on the, on the bag, like, Hey, you know, keep your head up, Levi. And like, thanks for the support from Cohen. And there's like, there is this element of like support. Um, and I think people see like for the first time in a long time, like, Oh, there's a lot, a lot more empathy, it seems for other people's positions. And I think there's a, that I think is a big, big thing is like the empathy for that. Everyone's kind of hurting and how do we like surround each other with no, some comfort. You're a hundred percent right. Is that there's this, uh, it, it, it happens in times, it sucks that it, it only happens in times of, of peril or in times of, of tribulation, uh, where the human spirit seems to come together and surround the, the human person. Like all of a sudden we are who we think we are. We are the greatest version of, of ourselves as a people, you know, when, 9/11 happens there's solidarity that comes out of the out of this destruction. And so I feel like that's again what we're feeling is this like uh overarching like thing of peril, like feeling of peril or uncertainty and then all of a sudden people look they look each other in the eye and they don't come close and say hello but they'll nod at you and they'll, they'll yeah. wave and all of a sudden we are the people that we desire to be, which, which sucks. And I hate that it has to happen this way. It's like, we have to be, uh, something about us has to be awakened to the fact that we are people and that we are all in this together. Um, the only thing, you know, it, it, it also sucks that people make it so political, you know, you'll see someone, but I've seen people post online about the, the politics of all this. And then, this is the first time that I've just seen people just shut them down. Just like, no, shut up, go to the hospital. You know, if you're, yeah, <laughs> you know, just like pastors, just shutting down their, <laughs> shutting down their, their sheep. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, it's like, oh yeah. He's like, no, this is real. Go to the hospital. If you, you know, you think this is all about politics, you know, like, you know, and then the, per the person just doesn't say anything. I'm like, oh, yeah, because it's not a time. People are hurting. So, you know, there are politics involved. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that they are there. But uh, I, I think what you're doing goes so much further than than complaining on Facebook, you know, and like, oh, look at look at the politics. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, just just go help. Just go, uh, you know, like. I, not to even start talking about the homeless community and like how they have little option to be quarantined. Right. Um, and so things will definitely spread there. Um, you know, 
old folks homes like that fear is insane because they can't go anywhere and that's you know they're all together and so you can't visit your your folks at the at this time hospitals people are you know being quarantined so if people are in dire situations at hospitals you you can't go visit them you know what i mean like oh it it's bad on so many levels like it's just it's just a scary time and so yeah yeah, it, uh, yeah. and i i it's so it's horrible because we always are we're like let's not talk about how bad it is <laughs> <laughs> let's keep let's keep a light mood because let's it, keep it light people, but it's people the, know how bad it, but yeah yeah i think why well, i don't think we can keep it light and encourage people until you just kind of acknowledge like hey like we recognize that it's it is bad and that that is scary um because I think it, yeah, it is, it's, it's not getting better and it's, it's going to be like this for longer, which sucks. Well, April 11th, you don't think after April, after the stay at home orders, people will just be like, listen, I'm going outside. I can't, you know, like, I just imagine there's going to be lots of parties. The thing, I mean, I, I think that when it's, when everything is done, I think there will be lots of parties, but I don't think it's going to be done April 10th or 11th. I think it's going to be. I honestly think it's going to be an extension. I think they'll get to that date because I think they, I think they realize that people can't be staying at home for, or be told to stay at home for five weeks and keep the morale up. I think it's like, let's do it two weeks at a time. I think they'll do it again. I think they'll just say, Hey, we're having another two weeks um, of shelter in place. Okay. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope not. I, the only reason I think that that won't happen is because of, I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to, hit mass like at some point it'll, it'll be critical mass and people will get it anyway we've slowed it down as much as we can but the numbers are still rising and people still have to go to the grocery store and one kid at the grocery store is going to have it on the you know what i mean and and we're all just going to get it I, I don't know do you know anyone who has coronavirus i i know one person um who's in minnesota not not someone here locally in denver I do. I I know Jordan has it. He's. Did, did we talk about this last week? I don't think so. No. Oh man, it's the it's kind of the worst story in the world. <laughs> no. His uh, Jordan's aunt works at the hospital. She got it. Didn't know. Went to a family gathering last oh, weekend. No. Um, and Jordan didn't go to the family gathering because he just had a newborn baby oh, like no. two weeks ago. Him and his wife didn't go, and then. Uh, but the dad came from the party, hugged the baby at Jordan's house. The baby didn't get it. Neither did Alice and the wife, but Jordan got it. So he's been quarantined in his house. Now the oh dad is in the hospital on a ventilator. No. Yeah, man. Like, it's crazy. And Jordan is, had to go to the hospital for a while. He had to go to the ER, but he's come back now and he's uh, uh, he's fine. And so, or I think he got uh, an inhaler, but he's uh, he's just quarantined in his house, and so he hasn't seen his baby or like really touched his baby in fourteen days or oh however long. And so it's super scary, right? It's like, oh no, like that's real. They don't live that far from me. They're like, right. And I hope I, there's another girl online that I know that says she has it, but bro, I don't believe her. Is that <laughs> Gosh. weird? <laughs> I feel like she's like playing the victim. Is this the worst thing I can say in the world? Is there there uncertain times, AD? Because of how she's like, guys, this is my life with coronavirus. And she's like 
posting pictures of her with no makeup on, smiling at the camera. She's like, I feel like this. And everyone's like, you're so strong. I'm like, what? Like, I, I don't think that it's like that. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like she's just going for likes. And I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I just stopped. I stopped looking. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, I'm not watching this. Um, so maybe she has it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what what it sounds like you're uh, revolting against kind of is that or feeling that is like you've seen your friend struggling and it's like man he has it and it's bad and it really sucks and if it was if it would if you had it it probably would be much worse. Um, yeah, well, I have another friend who said she lost all of her taste and smell, like her senses, for like four or five days. Oh my gosh! But and she found out that 20 to 30% of the people who got it didn't show they were asymptomatic, but that they lost their t- sense of taste and smell. And so she thinks she might've had it, but wow. she's not sure. And she's not, she just quarantined herself, but she said she literally, she's never had anything like that. She's lost all senses, you know, or those two senses. And so, and she's like, I don't know, but, what a coincidence and also people have said that they that's what they experienced you know and so maybe she did i don't know i i would believe her i believe her before but she's not sure either so it's like if crazy. you if you think you have it the worst place for you to go is the hospital right you know what i mean uh, where people are already immune deficient exactly yeah yeah, unless you need all like severe help, like a ventilator or ER or just something that's urgent. Right. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's horrible. So I'm okay. I feel like last last week we talked about this, and it was like a, there's still a lot of positivity. Like, yeah, like what's one? What's a personal goal while you're in quarantine? Stuff like that. Like, what's a business goal? Like, wh- how has that changed for you? Like, where are you at right now with life, business, work, personal? Like, what all this personal stuff? Where are you at? Like, what's I mean, I feel like last year it's like, yeah, we you know we're in quarantine, we get a lot of stuff done, or we can you know do a lot of personal things. Where are you at personally with that now that everything is getting oh, worse? Well, personally, let me do business first because business I did lose. I just mentioned before that I lost the, that wedding, um, and so that was scary. I was like, oh no, like what do I do? Like, or postpone the wedding was postponed. Like it's happened to a lot of people, but yeah. you know. It was like, yeah, these checks were supposed to come in right now, and so business is 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 off. It's turned off, um, and um, I mean, I did also get a wedding. Like, I got that little elopement, so I've been kind of editing through that. Just finished it and posted it, you know, for them. And so it's not like I've not been doing anything. I think business-wise, that's kind of where I've been. It's just like, all right, I'm just going to cruise and work. I mean, um, but when I lost that wedding, I was like, I panicked. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, what do I do? How do I how do I make this work? And I just scrambled and stressed out. And and then, man, I, I think we, we talked about this a little bit, but this idea that or the knowledge that, that I'm – I'm not mine, that this is the point at which I am God's. And and sometimes we don't see our humanity because we're too busy, but at some, when these things happen, we have to realize uh, whose we are. 
not just who we are, right? Um, and so yeah. one of my favorite verses is, is be of good cheer because God's overcome the world, right? And he, the, it's been overcome. And so in this instance, as a believer, I, this is where my faith has to be the strongest is that like, hey, even now he's overcome this. Like even now, my my faith in God is is strong, and even in the in the face of peril, that I believe in something bigger than this. That the the world that I care about, you know, is is in the heavens. My treasure is in heaven, and so that's kind of where I'm trying to sit in my mindset. That like, oh wait. It's funny. Oh wait, I'm Christian. Okay, what does that mean now? What, yeah. Okay, because in my normal day to day, it almost means nothing. You know, if I'm honest, it's almost like, yeah, I go to church and then I pray. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's horrible. Like, I mean, against the versus a hippie or like some like a Buddhist or something, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, we just do good things sometimes. And I think about being Christian. I think about God and, oh yeah, I go to a, a, a meeting where sometimes we talk about God, Ugh. but uh, some heavy I'm, stuff to wrestle with, man. man. I'm just <laughs> ragging on my faith. <laughs> golly. <laughs> but now I feel like this is the time when it's like, oh, okay. The, now the, the two worlds that I, the one that I live in and the one I believe in, there has to be a place where the fault lines line up. And, and this is the peril is one of those places in which the fault lines of the two worlds line up. And I can, I can decide to, to live in one or exist in the other. And if I decide to exist in God, then my response can't be stress, stress. My, it, it can't be one of fear. It has to be one that is overcome that understands that, this isn't the world that God created. It it isn't correct. And so when we now see that the world isn't correct, let us not say, let us not be surprised and say, oh my gosh, how can this be? Like, I'm so afraid. Let's say, no, I've been trying to point you guys to the correct world, which is God's world. And and so now it's like, okay, look, look and see what who can fix this. Obviously, it's not us because we're we're, we're so bad at it. We, you know, it's not the Democrats or the Republicans, but there's a, but it's a literally, a literal other world that can come in and, and just sweep and be like, listen, this is the goodness that we're looking for, that we want, that we desire is, is a cross in another place. Mm -hmm. And so. Yeah. I, I think this is kind of, yeah. it's kind of reminiscent to when we were talking about like, even immigration reform and like how people get so, I think as, as Christians, people get so caught up in like, this is the law, this is this, or this is the right way, or this is that, that incident. And I think kind of taking a step back and saying like, if you're a person of faith or in this case, a person of Christian faith, like your alignment is with like the kingdom of God and kind of with what God is, what we believe that it, um, is kind of supersedes like <laughs> patriotism and nationalism and saying like, these are the things like, and say, essentially saying like, Hey, we don't put our hope in like the borders of America. We don't put our hope in like our health. We don't put our hope in like the things that we would, you know, that we would, yeah, other people might say, you know, keep, might be the thing they 
have their, their security and like try to put security in something else. And yeah, I think it's, it's a bit more, it's, I think in terms of like things like immigration reform and borders and stuff like that, it's a little bit more intangible because it doesn't affect everybody mm-hmm. that, and this stuff I feel like affects everybody and kind of says, okay, like what does it really mean to like rescind that control or to rescind like our dependency on ourselves or rescind like the, uh, the, you know, illusion of control. Yeah. Gosh. And, and I, I don't want to, I think some people, when you talk about faith, they immediately think that you're belittling the reality that they exist in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I am accepting the reality that, listen, I'm in it too, where it's like the reality that I don't have, you know, jobs in the next, for the next few months. Dang, but, you know, like, okay, for the next few months, that's my reality. But my response to that reality and how I let that affect me, this is the point in which it has to be different. This is the place at which... Who you are has to come out, you know what I mean? And so even, you know, I hear about the Republicans and, you know, the politics and all that. It's like, yeah, man, you guys, you guys have your your work cut out for you, you know, but the world has been a place of tribulation since the beginning of time. You know what I mean? Like this, this, for the Christian, this shouldn't be, I mean, it's horrible. Don't get me wrong. This is, this is really bad, but we're of good cheer because the world's overcome and this coronavirus has been overcome by the God that we serve. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, my, I, yeah. My prayer is that he moves now. Like anyway, sorry. What are you going to no, say? No, no, no. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think like, cause I know that everyone, not everyone who listens to this podcast is a person of faith. Um, and so for those that aren't people of faith, but, uh, which is fine. I, I think I do want to even like, I, not do this devil's advocate thing, but do this pushback on on ourselves because I think there's this kind of haunting example that happened this week and lives of people close to us that I think also illustrates maybe the the reason people don't <laughs> look towards faith. Um, and so we, you know, I mentioned Huckleberry Roasters earlier, and so we had a, we have a friend, and this friend that or this person is primarily more of a mutual a friend of a friend. Um, but uh, I know the, this couple and uh, the husband, he, he got laid off and he lost his job uh, and his wife is a nurse and they're both, you know, Christians who go to our church and there's, they were living people like also go to our church and um, they were kind of told like, Hey, like your wife's a nurse and she's kind of close to the front lines. We'd be like, we don't really want you to live here. Um, Wait, sorry. Where do they live? They live with a friend. Um, sorry. Oh. Yeah, they live with a friend. Sorry. Um, and so, the, and like basically like in a, in a matter of days, they lost like secure housing and a job. And I was like, holy crap, like, how is this possible? Like, how is this someone in the church that is like, that is doing this? Um, and that is like, and so I think my Hills and I were like, Hey, but you know, they can, they can live with us. We have an extra room. They could stay here as long as they need to. And then, you know, we put out phone calls or my Josh, you know, my business partner put out phone calls, to like everyone that he knew to like every realtor every friend that had a rental property. Um, and everyone, everyone you talked to was you know, not Christian, but they had come up with like solutions so quickly. Like, Hey, I know here, I know this guy, they have this apartment, friends in your housing will take care of them. And I thought, man, like this is like, this sucks. Cause this is like why people, 
I, I agree with you. I'm person of faith. I agree with what you said about faith, but I also, I think I see that there's this other side too, where people are like, man, like they don't see Christians acting like Christians in time of crisis. And I thought, Oh, hundred percent, man. And, I, they, and yeah, and that's going to be like thinking this, like, I think especially this responsibility to like be the empathy. I think we talked about that at the top of the episode, but like this element of empathy, like how do we care for each other? And what does that really look like? Especially if you're a person of faith, I think in general empathy is like something everyone should have regardless, but man, like this is the, t- if, like, if we're going to live our faith, this is the time to actually live it and not to um, be afraid and not live in fear of the things that we can't control. I think that's, I think I tend to live in the fear of the uncertainty. I think I tend to like, my tendency is to, um, be anxious about things I can't control because I, I like to know what's coming, but also knowing that like that's always an illusion. Like you know, this coronavirus is a you know perfect example. Of, like everything we thought is an illusion. Like you thought you had jobs booked in the spring, turns out like that's going to get turned upside down because it's out of our control. And so I think like there's an element of saying, okay, how do how do we as people of faith showcase that to people who aren't of faith, and how do we actually live? How do we live that really well now um, when it's easy to kind of live in fear, I guess. Um, so I know I, that example happened in our life, you know, the past week. And it was like, I think it was really like crushing. I was like, man, that seems really sad. No, I actually love that you said that because it's the reality of, of the world is that, that people will be people, you know, and that the reality of the peril never, it, it's real. Like it is real that people are afraid and me just saying, Hey, trust in the Lord isn't going to make people unafraid or change the fact that the coronavirus is killing people. But, and and I think that's where a lot of people see faith um, as unbelievable. Like, wait, okay, I hear what you're saying, but that's only, that's only sweet. What about the reality of, of existence? Yeah. I mean, I think for, for us that manifests itself as saying, you know what, we, we still take care of the day to day. We still do the things we have to do. We still work. We still keep ourselves busy. We still don't like, if I do nothing, I'm going to freak out and be anxious. Um, but also saying, Hey, I, we have to operate as if these things that we own or the things that we have aren't our own, that they're like ours to, um, so whether that means like we have a room in our house or we have, you know, a bit of extra money that we can spend to like help support another business. Like these things are meant to like, how do we help others with this? Like, how do we not hoard the resources we have? How do we not go to the grocery store and like buy every roll of toilet paper? But it's like, Hey, like this stuff is not around. It's our responsibility to like look after those that are around us, um, whether it's financially or with, you know, space that we have or anything like that and saying like, Hey, how do we use our resources for good? Um, and, uh, and basically say, you know, regardless of what happens with, with the, with COVID-19, like whatever happens to COVID, like we still look as if like, you know, we're, um, yeah, like stewarding the resources we have, like how do, if people are hurting, like they still deserve our help. Um, so I think that, I think it's just like trying to change the mindset for ourselves, like how to, like just looking at things as if they're not our own and, um, yeah, seeing those that are in need and saying, you know, this is not the time to, to turn a blind eye. This is time to actually take action. So what happened to the family? Where are they? Um, still TBD. I think they need to be out by Friday. And so I think they're, I think Josh is able to find a couple connections for them to find a couple places. And so, um, basically if they weren't able to find a, a place short term, they would, they'll move in here, uh, with us. And if they are, then amazing. And they have a space. So they have some so, options now, but uh, I wasn't fully caught up on where it's at currently. And the people who kicked them out or who, what are they, 
do they have like old people living with them? Or what's the big fear no, there? I think the is it just I think normal? The, I think the wife is pregnant and she's just scared for her child. Um, yeah, I, and, I mean, listen, there's no, there's no right answer there. It's a scary situation on all sides. Yeah. I think, I think that's just the, the takeaways that like people are afraid, and when you're afraid, you do scary things. Like scare people, scare people. That's the uh, expression, and it's like. I think that's true. Like when you're afraid, like you act out of fear and that could be really, really hurtful. And, it could, mm-hmm. and I think it's trying to extend empathy to everyone too. And it's like, yeah, like, well, I don't agree with that family's decision. It's like, okay, like they're scared. The reason they're doing what they're doing is because they're scared. And how do we create a, a world where like people don't have to be afraid or how do we help reassure people? Like, you know what? Like we will do what it takes to help make sure that you have a place to stay or that you have people around you that can support you. I think especially right now when in quarantine, if you're like struggling with depression or mental health, uh, and if you're home alone or home by yourself, all like nonstop, um, I mean, I, I know a lot of people love the time to themselves, but that there's a limit to that. Like, it's hard to stay for two or four weeks in your house without with very limited like personal interaction with somebody. Um, so just trying to like be empathetic, like man, like people are out there struggling. Like they're going to be isolated, they're going to be removed, they're going to be you know, and that, that stuff's really hard and. No, I I don't want to see the suicide numbers after this. I mm-hmm. I don't. But listen, man, uh, people get stressed. I was I guess it surprised me how stressed people were before they started losing their jobs. Just with COVID nineteen, I was more of a I was the guy who was like, mm, it's not gonna be that bad. Let's have a party. Like I was gonna have a party on three seventeen. But then they start. It started getting worse, and I was like, oh, "Let's cancel it." But I wasn't. I mean, hindsight is crazy. But before, I was just kind of like, "Why? Are, why are people freaking out so much?" But I get it now, and that there's there needs to be there should have been a better response. But at first, I didn't know. You know, I was like, "Man, why is everybody going crazy?" I also don't watch or listen to the news, and so I only I got my news from my roommate Kyle, <laughs> and Kyle was like freaking out, like. He's like washing his hands all the time, like weeks ago. And I was like, what are you, what's going on? Like, and uh, I don't, I don't remember my point. And so I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know until you knew. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's the story and I'm sticking <laughs> to it. <laughs> man, I'm not doing another episode that's dark, man. I okay. can't. I think right. next week. We have to. Uh, we gotta flip it around. We gotta flip it around. Yeah, we have to do something fun. I will say that a couple people did uh, write in, um, uh, which is awesome. I think it's like, it's it's really fun hearing from our listeners, and when we get uh, when people, uh, what do they call it? Re not retweet us. Re re. What do they do it on Instagram? They just post um, about us. Post, I think yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's fun. Um, so yeah, I think maybe we'll have a couple people on Let's do it. Um, next week and we'll talk about what people are doing. Um, if you guys don't have a, have people that you're following, go follow uh, Jay Tobiason. It's J-T-O-B-I-A-S-O-N. He's just posting these photos that let you that remind you to calm down that take you to places that remind you to go out um and so uh i love what he's doing it's just his he's putting the work in to like remind you to just like take your time 
and breathe. And so go check out his work. Um, and a lot of photographers are doing that. I think it's really dope to see that, that we're showing you, people are showing you ways to just relax and calm down and just like not be stressed out all the time. Yeah. Um, and we're here too. So if you, if you want to just call AD or Levi or just email us or Instagram us, we'll have a conversation with you on the phone. Um, that's Levi's worst nightmare. <laughs> hey guys, this is Levi's phone number. Uh, we, we, we should have a, like a, you have some, they do like the uh, open phone lines for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'd love to talk to you. So if you're, if you're dealing with stuff, if you're stressed out, I'll tell you a story because I got plenty of stories. Maybe, maybe we should do a story. I think we should do a story with story day. Everyone like tell us next, story. Yeah. yeah we'll just next week, talk, let's do a story. We'll just do stories about, about something interesting or fun, something very not COVID-19. Yes, exactly. Something maybe about... I'll tell this story about when I crashed a high school prom. <laughs> I like that story. Dude, it, I I don't I don't know how I've known you for so long, Ad, and the stories uh, you have are endless. There's like literally, you're like, oh, this one time, and it's like, what is it? That one probably sounds like that was a while ago. But there's stories that just you have in your in your uh, in your chamber that are just yeah. wild. I lived a, I lived a life, man. You lived a um, lot of lives. You lived more lives than most people live. You live more li- more life in your short life than most people live in their entire life. Yeah. Well, I'm also a lot older. So yeah. And I moved around a lot. And so I just, this is just did some random stuff. It was just like, wait, what are you doing? You know, up in Canada on, on a lake, just canoeing, you know, just like random stuff, you know, shoveling those streets of China just for, for no reason. <laughs> just like, what do you do? It's like traffic's backed up. We got to get out and shovel and you're wearing a suit. What? I just like, I don't know. I can't wait to to watch my life on, uh, like like a speed, like a feature clip or whatever. I wish they had a TikTok uh, trailer. Of your life. I wish that you could have a TikTok account for your entire yeah. life. Yeah. Because uh, I would follow that. I want to um, see a trailer, just all lives. But I think it'd be fun to see our own life. Just like, what are the high points? It's like, well, that's random. What's he doing? And you know, walking the streets of Nigeria, you know, being followed by his gatekeeper. That's like. <laughs> it's so crazy. Did I tell you that story? <laughs> no. Oh man, it was crazy. I was like, I needed to get out in Nigeria, and I was like, I just have to go. But my uncle was like, You can't walk alone. I was like, I'm walking alone. I'm an adult. I'll be fine. But then he sent the guy who, like, our groundskeeper, gatekeeper guy, <laughs> to follow me to make sure I didn't get jumped. I don't know. And so I'm walking around, and at some point I turn around, and the, the guy, the gatekeeper, he's probably like. 100 yards back and he sees me he sees me see him and he tries to turn around and i was like is this a movie like i see you <laughs> and so i walk up to him and i was like hey come here come here, come here he's like what he's like uncle told me to follow you and so then we just walked together and he told me all about his life in nigeria and like my a lot of my questions around that time were like do you want to leave because there's a lot of poverty here and what yeah. like the guy was working for he lived in the gatehouse like a little literally what you think I'm talking about when I say a gatehouse is just like a it's just room enough for a bed, maybe in a refrigerator, like a small one. And he lived in there and he opened the gate when people drove up. That was his job. And he he wasn't paid. 
it was awesome. It was amazing for him to just be fed and have a house. And that was, you know, and that's maybe he got paid a little bit, but you know, some of his friends lived in that little house with him. I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's crazy. Uh, but he was an interesting guy and he wouldn't leave Nigeria. I don't, what are we talking about? How do we start talking about this? Uh, but anyway, he wouldn't leave. Um, he was just like, I'm not, I can't leave Nigeria. This is my home. Um, but I know that it's, it's horrible here, you know, where he was, we were in Lagos and it's just like overpopulated in a crazy way. But anyway, um, yeah, man, we'll talk about stories. We'll have some people on next week. And right. I want to hear your stories too, Levi, from, from Latvia, from Latvia. You always Lithuania, have random Lithuania. stories. Lithuania? I, I can tell you You, you were story. never in Latvia? You were never I've been, in Latvia? I've, I've never lived in Latvia. I have been to Latvia, but I've always lived, yeah. I lived in Lithuania. Yeah. Uh, I, can, yeah. I can tell a story about how I broke into a castle. Um, I can't wait to hear that story. It's not that much of a story, but yeah, we'll, we'll tell that don't one. Say, don't sell it short. Just tell okay. it better. That's okay. the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like that. That's going to be my life motto from here on out. Don't sell it short. Just tell it better. I like that. That's good. Yeah. That, yeah. All right, guys. Then uh, We'll catch you all next week. We'll circle up and get some arrangements made, and we will catch you all on a better note next week. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>